Why are men and boys struggling? And what should we do about it? In a world of chaos and our attention is being pulled in different directions, the Pursuing Truth podcast is seeking the solution by having authentic conversations that are aimed to impact culture. What's up, everybody? I am your host, Levi Brickley, with the Pursuing Truth podcast. And I know I told all of you guys that I wasn't going to do another podcast for a few weeks because I'm preparing for a foundation series with my mother. But uh, some things came up in my personal life, and I thought uh, I'd bring my buddy Ryan Wilson over here. He's been on the podcast before. It's probably been like six months. Oh, yeah. But figured I would bring him over here, and we just kind of like walk through some aspects of relationships that us Christians really need to focus on because you and I both have been in relationships that weren't necessarily honoring to God. Nope. And going through that is what, like how we realized that we weren't doing it through the correct ways, you know, but, but it's true. Like we have to experience, um, the hardships from those relationships to really recognize, you know, what's important. Um, and like me, I was in this relationship, met Logan, uh, and started off the relationship. And like I was telling you in the car, man, it was like we connected on the adventure side. We connected on like ultimately what where we wanted to be later on in life. Like we wanted to be um, content being independent together somewhere else other than El Dorado, Kansas. And so we connected on those things. We, we connected on, you know, friend get-togethers and uh, family get-togethers and just our general philosophy of how important family is to one another. And I think it's so easy to get caught up in those examples that we lose touch with what the foundation of a relationship should be built on. And I think that's what I found out throughout this situation. You know? Mm-hmm. What... uh what situations have you been through, dude? With my last relationship that I was in, I thought I was doing everything right, and we ended up splitting up and everything. And throughout the breakup, you know, in your head, you're always like, oh, this is all that person's fault. I didn't do anything wrong. And that other person's always at fault. Like, they're to blame. Mm-hmm. But as time goes on, you have time to self-reflect and everything like that. You realize that it wasn't just that person. Right. And in my case, majority of it was me, and I didn't realize that until way further down the line, and I never even had the chance to forgive her. Yeah. And I just treated her like crap. How do you work through that? Like, what what do you do? Like, what are things that you implement into your life to work through those thoughts of, let's say, maybe those that's inadequacy. Maybe that's uh, you experiencing the failures that, that you presented in that relationship. How do you work through those things? For me, what I did was I constantly surrounded myself around friends. Yeah. And I just let time do its thing, really, and then prayed about it. And as time went on, you know, whenever it's fresh, it's harder to I'm trying to think of the word for it. It's harder to not express how you feel. And so you constantly want to either, like, message that person because it's still new or 
Well, and you can you can have all of these friends too. Like you can have all these friends that you like bounce ideas off of. But and... having all these friends and everything like that does not make you feel less lonely. I mean, <laughs> right? Like, I could be in a room full of crowded people and still feel alone. Yeah, and you know how messed up that is. Like it's terrible. It it is, and I I think often we we focus so much on that loneliness instead of like getting to the point where we're just content being by ourselves. You know, like a lot of people say, oh, I'm, I'm there for you. I'm always here for you if you ever need somebody to talk to. But when you're absent of the love that you desire, especially from a woman, there's nothing that can fill that void, especially in a man's heart. Like we need to feel as if we play a fundamental role in somebody's life. We need to feel that sense of purpose and validation in somebody's life. And I, I think one of the challenges that we face in the dating world today, you know, maybe you're in your mid-20s, early 30s, maybe in your, you're in your early 20s and you're just trying to kind of figure out what the dating world is like. But I think so often there are women that fail to affirm men, right? Like they'll, they'll be like, oh, I'll listen to you. I'll, I'll be there for you. I'll encourage you. But but when it gets down to the nitty gritty, right, they aren't there. Yeah, words are only words until they're actions. And I, I know I'm this way and I know you're this way, but words of affirmation is everything. Mm -hmm. So I like to be constantly reassured. I like that motivation because I need motivation because by myself, I'm not a very motivational person. Right. Which <laughs> so sounds I need, weak. I need that little it, it, it sounds weak, though, when you say, like, I need some affirmation. I need to know where I stand in your life. Right? Like, that, that sounds weak. Like, it almost makes me cringe. You know, it sounds weak. It. But being able to express that to people mm -hmm. and being able to say that and, like, admit, hey, I need this. It takes guts saying that because nowadays as a man... Saying soft stuff like that. Yeah. You can get made fun of or anything for that. Right. But I, I think I think here's the thing that we often struggle with too is like women tend to make us feel at home. You know, like like you know, when you were a little kid and you come home and you had a rough day at school, everybody was picking on you because you know we were picked on as children. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> but you know, you, you come home and and mom's just there to talk there to encourage there to bring you up in the midst of the challenges that you're facing throughout your day and as we grow into our manhood we seek that in a woman who kind of takes that position of what mom was when we were children but now it's a different um structure right like I, as a man, I have my masculinity and she has her femininity. I'm not just this little boy. I have thoughts. I have ideas. I have things I want to do and things I want to pursue in life. And so when the woman isn't there to encourage that next step of my life, it's not necessarily the daily challenges, but it's the daily grind of like, yo, I'm beat down with work. It's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard even keeping up with the bills, like all of these things. Like, and so in the midst of this, I get discouraged. And so I need a woman there who's going to be like, you know what? I know that you're really challenged right now. 
And I know you may need some space. Maybe you need to go do that podcast. Maybe you just need to find that outlet for you just to kind of release some of the stress that you're experiencing right now. And I want, that's the thing. I want you to do that. Even though it's not hard to do, it is so hard to find that. Right. Because, I mean, everybody has their own, like, certain things that they need in a relationship. Where, like, as in you running the podcast, everything like that. Like, you want to do these episodes. Sometimes you want alone time. Yeah. And I feel like that's the, way, the same way with everybody. Well, and then and then once you develop a platform like this, um, one thing that I found is, like, you start developing relationships with people you would have never had relationships with prior and so you feed into those relationships because ultimately when you kind of pigeonhole yourself into a purpose-driven aspect of your life is then you have people around you in this community that are inspired by those ideas and want to have a relationship with you because they draw from that as well. But then it inspires me. So I have to invest my time and effort into those relationships. It's not because I have to. It's because I want to. You know, I enjoy that. And I think, too, the result of this, and, and one of the issues that Logan and I faced because of this was that she felt as if she couldn't be everything that I needed her to. And I think like oftentimes when we're in a relationship, like we feel that we need to be everything to this person. Like, but we need to slow Almost down. Almost to the it. point where like you need to like sit back and it's very hard to do whenever you're in a right. relationship, but it's to the point where you need to kind of step back, take a step back and realize like, hey, you're giving your all into this. Mm -hmm. And Especially, like, if you're not sure on the person or, like, if you think you're sure on the person, there's a difference between thinking and knowing. I say that all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but as you said, there's a difference between thinking and knowing. And how do you define that difference, though? And that's a good question because I was asking myself that as well and how I would answer that if you ask. And uh, I believe in relationships mm -hmm. where if you think that you want it all with this person... I think I think there's this question. I think there's a difference between what the heart wants and what the mind wants. Not necessarily the mind, but what God wants for you. Like we're in this contention against our heart and what God desires of us. Like we can go down this path with a woman who doesn't share the same fundamental values as us. Like the fundamental question is what do you accept as fundamental truth? Because if her answer is nothing, like it all just came out of nothing, then my values where I say, well, the word of God is my fundamental truth. Like I base my life off of that and I'm challenged by it. And so when I say that to her, we're in an automatic disagreement. And there's no way we can find middle ground on that because that would require her to accept this but I can't expect her to accept this. That, and this is, the, this is the problem with dating somebody that's an unbeliever, right? And the crazy thing is my last relationship, she was Christian, went to church. We'd go to church, everything. And something I failed to realize at the time, I've always believed in God with all my heart, mind, and soul. Mm -hmm. But I haven't always lived it out, you know? And 
whenever we were dating and everything like that, we'd go to church and everything, but it wasn't a God-based relationship. She wanted it to be, but I kept on kind of just knocking it off. Yeah. It's like living for the image of God, but not living for God intentionally in our day-to-day actions behind closed doors with integrity. I mean, that's one of the challenges, right? Like, you're a dude, I'm a dude. Like, we like sex. You know, like, let's talk about it, you know? Like, we're challenged with that. Um, very hard as a man, dude. Oh, it very is. Very hard. That- but, you know, it, it too, it, I think, is difficult for women. And I, I think often what the problem is, is like, you and I are saying that it's a problem. Many people, no matter what sex you are, just many people say, it's not a problem. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But when you suppress, fundamentally, it's wrong, right? Sexual immorality outside of marriage. Like, you know that's wrong. And you suppress it. And you just say, put it on the back burner and disregard it. What do you end up with? Heartbreak. And why do you end up with heartbreak? Because you didn't honor what God told you. Man, God's been talking to me, dude. He's been talking to me heavy for a long time. I'm talking the last 10 months. And he told me, like, oh, man, I've never said this. (laughs) Porn. Dude, you can't watch porn, man. You got to get your drinking under control. You got to get, you know, your desire for a woman under control. Get your heart right with me. And, and it's and so we, hard we, to do because you like know you, want you know that, you're man. supposed to, and I've tried very hard to get my relationship with God. I prayed about it last night, yeah. actually, and I was talking. I want to be there with God. I want to be on fire for God. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm there, and we've had this conversation before, where like I was super into reading the Bible, everything like that. I still am, but I mean, I want that fire inside of me. Like some people that you see, they can. They can quote scripture like no right. other. And I mean, like they're constantly on fire and you know them by their fruits. Like you could tell right? they are a God loving person. Yeah. And I'm just not there. And I, I mean, I read every day, pray every day. I spend like an hour or two a day with God. Yeah. And not as much as I should probably, but I mean, it's just so hard to find. That. Well, and it's always this. I, I think the challenge too is like you're pursuing, right? Like you're pursuing Christ. You want to understand, you want that relationship with Jesus to develop to the point where nothing, nothing else matters. And so we desire this, right? Like half of us desires this. Yeah. <laughs> right? That That's the reality. Because you know what? You close that door. You open up that phone, dude. You're laying there with your girlfriend, man. You want to do what you know is wrong you want to watch porn you want to bang one out with your girlfriend i mean let's let's be real that's what we want but the problem is is when we tie ourselves into the relationship on the sexual side we get so caught up into how that feels in that temporary moment and God's like, I want long-term gratification for you. And that's why you're supposed to wait till marriage. And we accept temporary gratification because we can't accept 
what the long-term blessings are. We want them, but we can't accept them today. We can't believe in them enough today that it's going to pay off. Bro, that's some real See, stuff, man. And the sad part is sin is fun. Yeah. I mean, it's very tempting to sin. Mm-hmm. So it, it is very hard to fight that want or desire to pursue whatever it is that's really getting to you. Like, for instance, sex. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah. And I say that, as I have never said that in 87 episodes. <laughs> um, I say that because I know I'm not alone in that struggle. But Especially my, my as a Christian. Anytime that like, I feel tempted in that, yeah. I just think of Joseph. Yeah. And how uh, he was there and got offered to have sex with, was it Pharaoh's wife? Yes, I think. I, I'm not sure. Somebody's wife. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he said no, and he left his robe there, and next thing you know, she called. and no, not called. They didn't have phones in, but um, got him arrested for leaving his robe and told Pharaoh that he was the one that tried making a move on her. But his integrity was so, like, pure, and his fear of God just stuck out. Yeah. Or stuck out. You know, and, and I think about David and Bathsheba, and we're like, sex leads us, right? Mm-hmm. And he's watching Bathsheba bathe on the roof. And he approaches her. They conceive a baby. And while she's pregnant, he sends out troops to kill a soldier, a high-ranking soldier in his army, to have her husband killed. So what what we tend to do is we blanket our, our sins and we cover them up and we don't bring them to the light. You know, I like what Jordan Peterson says. You can lie and you can lie and you can lie. And you can deceive yourself. But eventually the truth comes out. It's like what it says in the Bible, darkness will always come to light. Yeah. And so when we live in in the darkness, we tend to not pursue heavenly things. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's the point of this. It's like, I was in a relationship with somebody who didn't have those values. And that's there's nothing wrong with her not having those values. See, I think this is the the common problem as well. It's like us Christians, we project and we don't love. Man, when I'm having this conversation with Logan, and it's like, oh, I keep saying her name. But when I have this conversation with Logan, it's like, man, there was one night I lost my temper. And I said things that were hurtful. I mean, I, I mean, let's be honest. Let's be real, okay? I said things like I have other options, and 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 then and then I said something along the lines of, "I, mind you, I work in a field where I must discern my safety. I must discern other people. I must discern their inadequacies potentially, and to some degree, make an assumption on how to engage myself with them." And I said something along the lines of wow, she must have a really messed up life. And I'm talking about a waitress. She has like facial piercings and tattoos all over her face. And, you know, this is a really harsh topic, but it's it's the outward expression of an inward hurt. And what that says to me is she may never have felt love. 
she may have never had the attention that she ultimately desired. And because of that, she expressed it outwardly and not necessarily to gain attention, but it was a way for her to express it. That hurt. That, fundamentally, that's all it is. And I think when we have those conversations, especially with people who don't understand the complexity of human psychology, sociology, and just general understanding, there's a judgment, right? Like, oh, no, that's judging. That's judging. But as Christians, we're called to discern needs in others and serve them. I didn't treat that waitress any differently. You know, there's another thing. I mean, just exposing myself here. I mean, the reality is we all have once from a partner we all have an image made up in our mind of who we want them to be how we want them to look especially us men right like i gotta have a 10 i gotta have you know i used to say i need a brunette brown eyes you know i i need i need all of these things um the reality is is like we got to make some compromises on those things but <laughs> and you know where i'm going with this because we've had this conversation but for me like uh, colored hair that is unnatural, I just find unattractive. Like, and I don't want to be with, with a woman who has colored hair that is unnatural. That's just a preference. And as a man, and here's the thing, I know many people will be thrown off by that, but I have the right to feel that way because it's what I individually want. You would say the same thing about the person that's gay, right? Like, it's what they individually want. There's nothing wrong with it. But see. But why is it wrong for me as a man? And I but 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 let's not go down the rabbit hole of victimization because we're not victims. The thing is, is us men need to step up where we attract the woman that we prefer to have. How about that? How about we don't victimize ourselves to women? How about we don't victimize ourselves to this culture? How about we live according to God's word? And allow him to lead us into the relationship that he wants us to be in. And this is going back to our conversation the other day. That's why it's important to get out of religion and have a relationship with God. Exactly. Because there's a NF lyric that says, um, church is where I found God, but it's also where I learned to judge. Yeah. And that, that lyric's always stuck with me. I mean, because in church you do find out who God is. You find out like the premise of it and everything. Yeah, And then, but it's also like, oh, look at that person over there. Somebody's just walking by the church and they're like, yeah, they don't have Jesus in their life. And they're just like a whole judge fest. And they have, yeah. they have like certain criteria you have to meet in religion. And, and I think what, what, it, what's important is that, that, that we have to differentiate the difference between discernment and judgment. Mm -hmm. Judgment is to cast judgment and say, Hey, yeah, that person can't step into my church. Discernment is to say, that person needs Jesus. It's like righteous. And I need to love them. And I need to honor them. Mm -hmm. You know, when going back to all those things, all of those problems that I created in the relationship, that's not her problem. That's my problem. I don't care what how she believes and how she thinks about those things. I have to accept responsibility for my actions because the only way to change, the first step is to accept responsibility and say, I messed up. I made a mistake. 
And, and so moving forward, I can pursue what is right. But what's more important than that? Jesus. I am called to lead by example and love my significant other, my wife, as Christ loved the church. And so when I fail in that context, why would she ever want to know Jesus if I'm a representative of Jesus and I'm all of these bad things? We men fail so often on victimizing ourselves to culture and women and the worldly and we're just like all wrapped up in what the world says about us. And we don't just focus on what God says about us. Dude, God loves us, man. Mm-hmm. He wants what's best for you, brother. You know? And powerful right there, dude. We we can't focus on the world. Focus on him. You know, and uh and that is it's they're making it even harder to do, harder and harder by the day with all these distractions that we have. Mm-hmm. We got everything so convenient to us nowadays. Like, right. we got cell phones, video games, movies, TV. We got anything and everything to distract us from the Word of God. Yeah. And the devil knows what he's doing, and he's at play. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally think what the devil is, is attacking, specifically is men. And attacking men's mental health so that they seek, not necessarily God, but in our nihilistic culture right now or um, anti-God culture right now, is it's to pursue what appears is spiritual for God, right? And so what we end up doing is we start mixing and blending things that are not of God's word, but we're mixing and blending all of these things, just making a melting pot of religions, whether that's Christianity, Buddhism, Muslim, Judaism, paganism, um, astrology. And you may not look at astrology as a religion, but when you believe that fundamental, but when you believe that it fundamentally creates the structure of your personality, and it's fundamental truth, that's your religion. I've always said that. <laughs> Do you, you know? <laughs> and, and, and I think people don't understand that. You know? Like, no, 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 no. Get back to God. Like, why are we focusing on, you know, Mars aligned with Venus in April of 94 at this date and time? Blah, 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 blah. So that's what makes me so antsy that's what makes me so extroverted that's what makes me so caring that's what makes me so kind so love no 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 what are the fruits of the spirit peace joy love gentleness patience no no, no. god gave you those things so you replace what god has gifted you with in your spiritual gifts you replace what god has gifted you with with what the world is telling you was by chance and by circumstance. And you know the sad part is nowadays people try making it to where they'll read off the Bible to you, but in their own little interpretation. It's like whenever the devil took Jesus up on the mountaintop yeah, and was using the words of the Bible and everything to Jesus, mm. saying you can have all of this, right. all that, if you just bow down to me. 
Yeah. And he didn't, but the devil used the words of the Bible and just mixed them all up. Right. And that's what people are doing nowadays, like with yeah. the homosexuals, with anything twisted that's going on, anything that's an abomination to God. Yeah. That's what's going on around the world right now. And, and it's sad to see. And I, I'm, I'm just going to go back to um, my last episode, just about like what love is. Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, love does not boast, but it always rejoices in the truth. And ultimately, we know what God's word says about homosexuality. Therefore, to actually love somebody, we rejoice in the truth. And if you're a Christian, you accept the Bible as the fundamental word of God, then this is the fundamental truth. And you don't get to change it. No matter what your conceptions are of, oh, it's been translated a thousand times, whatever. No, no, no. Either you accept it for what it is or you don't. And people could be like, well, that's really like a blanket statement. Well, it doesn't matter if it's a blanket statement. The type of people that say that are the type of people that believe in some parts of the Bible, but not all of it. And if you don't agree with some of the Bible, you just don't agree. Like you don't agree with any of the Bible then. Right. Like you, the the thing about God's word is it's humbling. I could say, you know, all those things were right because I understand the psychology and sociology behind, you know, my perspectives of the world and blah, 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 blah. But all that talking, that's ego. Mm-hmm. God says, put yourself aside and focus on me. And by focusing on me, you will honor me so that she sees me through you. You glorify me, Levi. It's not about you. And we get so wrapped up into what's about us. And we don't think about what's about God. Everything is about God. Every day that you work, every interaction you have with a kid at the school, or I have an interaction with a druggie on the street or a homeless man, every interaction is a representative of Jesus Christ. And if we don't put that and apply it into our everyday life, we are not failing ourselves. We are failing him. Right, so like we really got to get a we really got to get our our minds right on this. We really got to start looking at things for what it is in our relationship with Christ. Man, I'm on fire for the Lord, and I fail to pray. I fail to dig into God's word. I, I, I struggle <laughs> with that forever, and now Dude. I am reading and I am praying every day. But back to what I was saying earlier, it's like something's missing inside of me and I I don't know what that is, but I want to be on fire for God. And there are days I am, I want to read the Bible. Like there's some days where I'm sitting there, I'm out doing something, but ultimately I just want to be at home reading. Mm -hmm. And I never thought I would say that I'm not a reader. Right. But man, sometimes the Bible, it feels like the Bible speaking to me sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, powerful stuff very powerful stuff <laughs> and like words cannot even like think like like, like it's, chills. it's literally like a, a chin check you know yeah. boom like oh <laughs> man i didn't think about it that way holy cow and then there are some verses where i kind of feel convicted <laughs> yeah and it kind of puts the fear of god in me like yeah yeah why am i not doing better than i am or trying harder to uh get out of sin yeah as much it's very hard right right and i i think because i am allowing some things that I just can't let go of and my sinful nature is why I don't have that burning passion 
for God yet. And I want to get there. That's my ultimate goal. But it's just frustrating and hard. But, I mean, it's also reliance on him. I I think just to kind of rehone in and, and focus just a little bit here on, on just talking about relationships. And um, obviously many men are lonely. Obviously many men want a wife. And obviously many of us want children and we want a family want to honor God through those things. Um, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 32 through 34, um, and this also applies to women, it goes on, but I'm just going to read this one segment because it also says the same thing about women. Um, but we often just get so wrapped up into what we want with a woman, and we don't focus on what God wants of us. So I want to share this with you guys. I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world and how he can please his wife. Dude. I don't think I've ever read that. That's powerful. Yeah. That's good. Man, our concern is Jesus. Finding a wife. Focus on him. And he might bless you with it. You just gotta lay all your problems at his feet. Man, I, I think about it like this, like the beginning of Logan and I dating. I basically took a break from the podcast. I took a break from making TikTok videos. But why was I doing that? Because I was focused on her. Try to get a foothold in the relationship. But what a lot of people may not understand about me, I find purpose in this. This is my ministry, and I feel called to do it. And I can't not do it. And this is far more important to me than satisfying a woman. Because I know who it's impacting. I've received so many messages of young men that are like, man, I'm struggling. I don't want to live anymore. And it's hard for me. And the things you said, glory be to, be to God, but the things that you said impacted me. And I felt moved. And I'm going to start journaling. I'm going to start getting my life in order. I'm going to start moving in the right direction. And you know what? That's just motivation. And motivation is fleeting. I can watch motivational videos all day and I could be like, yeah, I'm going to go. But then when I show up, when I show up and I start, I don't have the de determination to continue to push forward. So I fall back and I fail. But what is the thing that gives you the determination to keep going? Purpose. Why are you working out? Purpose. You're faith. working out because you want to be stronger. Whether that's stronger for work, maybe you're a law enforcement officer. Maybe you're a private security guard and you're fighting people all the time like myself. Maybe that's what it is. You know, here's the other thing, Ryan. Um, man, I think about this every day. I don't have much time. Not all of us think that life is so long. And so we fail to take upon the challenges that make us better in life. 
because we think we have so much time to get there. And a lot of people think they're invincible and they can go through life and right. live until like they're 80 or 90 years old. Or you see some people that make it past 100 and they're, they're like, yep, that's going to be me. But they don't realize in a matter of a second, you can be gone. Yeah. I mean, not not even just die tomorrow, the next day, next week, next month, next year. It could happen just like that, yeah. in the blink of an eye. And yeah. people fail to realize that. Yeah. Like they don't understand how thankful we should be that we're still here mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't think that because they just think of long term well what happens if you don't have that long term exactly what if i'm 32 and i have a stroke because work stresses me out so much no no you mean to tell me that throughout my all my 20s my number one focus was on building my career and building up all of this money and at 32, I die, and I never had a wife, and I never had children. I never got to experience the joy of my child rolling over for the first time or saying, hi, Dad. <laughs> Dude, what, what is our focus? I mean, for real. And then you're like, well, I'm scared to have kids because if I bring kids into this world, it's already so messed up. Why don't you have the mindset to raise a leader? Why don't you have the mindset to raise your child in the ways of the Lord? It's the only way that you have hope. I remember we had this conversation a while back and you asked yeah. me if I would want kids if I was in a relationship. I said, honestly, no, because of how twisted this world has gotten and just like how easy it is to be deceived nowadays. Yeah. And that's exactly what you responded by saying is, why don't you raise him, raise him or her up to be a leader? Yeah. And it's somebody that could spread the gospel and everything if you raise them, right? <laughs> Dude. One person, like, and, and I was talking to my uh, a longtime supporter of the podcast, Dalton, and um, we were talking about these conversations that uh, him and I have had, uh, we've had on the podcast, my mom, Sam, uh, everybody who I've had on the podcast, I think probably over, what, 21, 25 people, somewhere in there. And all of these conversations are different perspectives that create dialogues into each individual person's mind of stories and ways that they can relate to those conversations that we're having. And so what that dialogue does is it makes them, or at least it makes me, when I'm listening to another podcast, it makes me run down trails of how can I be better? How can I be better? And so we start implementing things that changes us and makes us better. And like I was telling mom this last week, I was like, I can't think of something that would have changed me so much. What could have been so humbling than to have to go back and listen to yourself sound like an idiot and say stupid things, (laughs) you know? Like, wow, dude. But I'll tell you this, every time I face that anxiety, every time I face that fear, and every time I go back and I shake my head and I'm like, wow, that was dumb. You know what humbled me? It humbles me. Yeah. Go. But uh, so whenever I used to drink a lot and I'd go to parties and everything like that, my number one motto was puke and rally. Yeah. Puke and rally. Yeah. Anywhere I went. Yeah. Drink a lot, puke, and then drink more. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was watching some of those videos like a month or two ago. I'm like, and at the time I thought this was cool. Yeah. And it just blows my mind that i thought this was awesome like this is so cool dude Mm -hmm. 
and I'm watching it, and I'm like, what an idiot. (laughs) Like, this is embarrassing, and, like, Mm -hmm. you were enjoying doing that. And so I feel like that humbled me to make it. I don't want to go back to that. Like, I used to think that was cool, and it still baffles me. Yeah. It's dumb. (laughs) And and you, you look at the way it represents you. You know, again, coming back to all of that, like, you are a living testimony of Jesus Christ once you have given your whole heart, mind, and soul to him. And it's like, I started posting those videos. We fail, though. Mm-hmm, all the time. And we're natural-born sinners. Right. But um, started posting those videos of me and how I started reading the Bible more and getting more into it and I believe in God and everything and I have people message me still and say hey like sit down dude like you're not no Christian because this video this video and then they'll send me videos of myself back then not believing that you could change what's the volume that that speaks as opposed to somebody that reaches out to you and says thank you for that message is it louder negative (laughs) negativity comments are always louder and i just need to learn and this is something i got to work on but opinions of man it shouldn't matter to me right like i know some people that like you could say anything you want to them right shrug it off their shoulder turn the other cheek right and and you know i think about that too um i was having a conversation with somebody they said this is the reason why your family doesn't support what you do on the podcast and it's because you get drunk and you're with a girl and everyone knows you're probably sleeping with her um so does that is that telling so, you that so, they don't so, so 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 it's rapper you're you're being a hypocrite and the problem is and this is this is why at its essence i am so humble and so open is because I want you as a listener to know, yeah, I talk about all these things. But a lot of times what I'm doing is I'm just creating an echo chamber for me wanting to be better. I think a lot of people don't understand that. Like, I'm not speaking to you individually. I'm, t- I'm speaking to me too. Because I need to be better. And as I run down these tracks of my mind, I start to understand. So... You know, they may not support me, but they will never know 45 minutes, an hour into this podcast, all the things I've talked about and how open I've been about things. And the problem is they won't know that until I die because that'll be the only time that they listen. And you know what? That's not on me. And I shouldn't have that expectation of them because I don't have that expectation of them anymore. I just want to serve Jesus. And through serving Jesus, I'll impact the people who are ready for that message. But that's people casting stones at you. Right. I mean, in order to judge somebody like that, they have to be perfect too. And I'm (laughs) sorry, but nobody that I know or have ever met is perfect. There's only been (laughs) one person that's ever lived on this earth that has been perfect. perfect. And that was Jesus Christ. Look what they did to him. Crucified him. Mocked him. Yep. Spit on him. And in the same way, they'll treat us the same way. 
And you know what Jesus did on that cross while he was getting beat and mocked? He forgave them. Forgave them. Forgive them, Father, for they do not know it. Exactly. So I don't see the thing was is I used to get better and I used to be resentful. And I used to wonder why why doesn't my family support what I'm so passionate about? And I start holding that against them and I'm come on now. No, no. But this is the point. Refocus on God. Keep going there. Focus on God. Because it's not about them. Hopefully they listen. Hopefully it moves them and inspires them to be better, more open, but more humble, in our day expressive. And age, it is so hard. <laughs> have, keep your feet planted and it stay is. focused on God. It is so hard to do that nowadays. So hard with everything like going through daily life and everything, all these temptations that's getting thrown at you constantly. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to be a man nowadays. I'm not saying I mean, it's not tough. I mean, to it's got to be tough for women too because they're sexualized. You know, so They may not want sex, but uh, they know that the majority of places that they go, men look at them as just a sexual figure. They don't want to be looked at that way. They want us men to understand their heart, what their passions are, just like we want them to understand our passions. So this is the problem with pornography, right? Is that like pornography kind of creates that in us. It creates in us this, um, this perspective of them uh, that that's all that they can provide us because we're so absent of that. But when we're not thinking deeply about that and what a woman can actually provide us, which is that encouragement, that sense of feeling at home, you know, um, that partner, when we're not having that perspective to honor God together, might as well just throw it all out the window, right? I mean, they struggle with it too. You can't have love without God because God is love. That's right. And that's, and he defines it. Get it right. Yep. He defines love. We don't define love. And our sin nature and our pride wants to redefine what love is. But we can't redefine what love is. Let's say, oh, I was angry because I love you so much. No, no. That was a reaction of emotion. That wasn't because you love them. Yes, you care about them. But your anger was selfish. And you wanted to express your emotion and make it known right now instead of being patient. Your anger, unless it's a righteous anger for God. And I'm not talking about blowing up to people that, you know, disagree with you about biblical fundamentals. Maybe you're just angry at the world and you're fearful that God is, God's wrath is being revealed. And it is. I mean, depravity of the mind. That's what's happening in every aspect of life. Everybody's bitter. Everybody's resentful. Not everybody. But a lot of people are bitter and resentful and sad and lonely and depressed and anxious about life and don't have any sense of direction, have no sense of purpose. They're aimless. They're, they're full of strife, bitterness, and resentfulness. Like you just name it. You could just run down that trail forever. But our heart and our focus has to be on God. It sounds so cliche, but, but it's, it's, it's true at the end of the day. And I don't know if I just kind of lost my train of thought there. And I think I did. Um, You're doing pretty good. <laughs> but but maybe that's a, it's kind of where we're at, dude. Um, man, this is therapy for me. 
obviously i'm sitting here crying dude um, <laughs> human thing I, I almost teared up a little bit ago i want to be better you know and taking responsibility for my misdeeds and actions is the first step to change you know it's something that's very hard for me and i was thinking about it last night as well but i don't have anybody in my life to like keep me accountable on certain things yeah and i've tried quitting many of the things that i struggle with and we've talked about some of this and not having anybody to that has the same like goals as me yeah to like stop doing this because everybody else is so caught up in it like I'm not I'm not the guy to come to, to <laughs> yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. <laughs> stop drinking, you know? Yeah. And I mean it's just hard. Like and you feel alone. I mean, I got God's word and something about it, whenever I'm reading, I don't feel alone. And that's yeah. kind of what got me out of my depressed mind state. Yeah. Is reading the Bible and everything. But man, whenever I'm not reading it, whenever I'm like distancing myself from God, I start realizing God's the light. And the further I back away from him, that light starts fading. Yeah. And I'm yeah. basically down in this hole. It's like you can see him over there way in the distance, just like a street light. Yeah. But it's the only street light on this long dirt road. And you can see it way down there. But until you come towards it, you don't know how bright that area actually is. Exactly. How much hope is actually there. What the blessing is there. What it is to be in the light. You can see it way off in the distance. But you're not under the light. And there there are some times where I feel like I'm running towards that light. Yeah. And I, I just feel like I'm running towards it, but it's still off into the distance, no matter yeah. how much I'm trying. And that's kind of where I am, talking back earlier, whenever I'm saying I'm reading the Bible and everything, but that burning passion for God just not there. Yeah. I'm yeah. struggling with it's that. It's a dance, dude. It's a dance. It's a dance internally. I mean, it's a dance with God. God's not playing games with you. He's not out there like creating like difficult times for you. No, 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 no. This world is, is free will. God's saying, I'm here and I want you here. Satan's here too. And what the number one thing that both of them want is what? God wants to be loved. And Satan doesn't want him loved. So he's trying to strip away man. The desire that God has for man to love him and honor him. Satan's goal is to strip that away. And ultimately, the result is not the focus of you going through all these hard times. It's that in your absence of God, you experience all these hard times because God isn't there to bless you when you deny him. That's God's wrath. And it's important that we go through our hardships and trials because that's what builds us if you let it. Some yeah. people don't let it build them or learn from any of their mistakes. But back to relationships. After some time of you know being hurt and everything like that and just sitting back and realizing all the things that I did wrong in any of my relationships... After some time of just sitting there, taking myself back and like kind of humbling myself, I've realized that 
not in in any of my relationships. But uh But in all of your relate you were telling okay. me earlier, in, in all of your relationships you were just kinda you know, um kind of I I maybe the way I took it was just kind of like going with the flow. Yeah, in all of my relationships I did kind of just go with the flow. But after I had some time to, you know, get over it and just sit back on it and I realized that I messed up a lot. Yeah, and you projected to them like it was all them. yep and (laughs) that's what i did and i had all this time to think about all the wrongs that i did and it wasn't necessarily their fault it was mainly mine this is where you've changed though right this is where this is where you eventually experience change right but again comes back to responsibility and it takes humility to take responsibility like you must be open to the idea that you were wrong you are not perfect. You don't have everything put together. I don't care how old you are, 85 years old. You're like, oh, look at these little arrogant 26, 28 year old behind a couple of microphones. I don't care. You're not perfect either. And, and, and the reality is, is that all of us are on different levels of our journey in this, right? Like three years ago, I would say, well, yeah, I love God. I love my woman though. Ooh, I can have a good time with her. Now I'd be like, this feels wrong. Even though I'm pursuing it, this feels wrong and I know it's wrong. Then I'd be willing to shut it down. See, so my, my, my point in saying that is we all get to different seasons of life where we recognize what we're doing, where we're at, is not perfect and we're being shaped and molded and we're constantly evolving. And the moment that you accept that you don't need to change anymore is the moment that you're, this is harsh, but an inadequate partner. Because the moment that you say, I have it all together, you can't love your partner because you can't be humble when they feel like you sinned against them or did something wrong to them. We must go through life with the awareness of where we fail. But how do we do that? It's not on us. And just self-reflection. I talk about self-reflection all the time. Look back to that experience, kind of walk yourself through it, and find meaning and value behind it. But ultimately, what is it? Conviction. We need conviction. And how do we receive conviction? The overwhelming majority of the time, actually all the time that we receive conviction, is when we're in our bedroom working through our relationship with God and we're convicted by the Spirit. It's something about late <laughs> at night laying in bed is whenever those thoughts attack you. And, and working knows. through God's Word as well. I mean, you work through God's Word and you kind of relate those things. Maybe it's what Joseph was going through or what like, David was working through or like what Solomon was talking about in Ecclesiastes. You start working through all these things and then you start to realize, I'm not everything I thought I was. So I have so much to change. And a lot of people would read this and go like, yeah, I don't need to change. I'm already yeah. good enough. <laughs> and we've been there. All. We've yeah. been there. Oh, yeah. I mean... Dude, I mean, I went back and deleted 43 episodes. I was going to do 50, but I decided to keep the 
from 44 on. But the reason why I deleted those is because there was a lot of arrogance. Man, I wanted to show all this confidence behind the microphone. I want to do this and that, blah, blah, blah. Well, but it look, wasn't real. Look at how much we've grown since the first time that Dude, exponentially. And I say we because, one, you changed a lot since yeah. then. Two, back then, if you would have told me that I was going to start reading the Bible, which, you know, I've never been against reading the Bible. I just, right. I'm not a reader. Right. I can't get into reading. Yeah. But man, now, now yeah. I can read. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, with that being said, man, um, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast, dude. Uh, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I let's let's just like just a little brief um, little topic here about what we were kind of talking about is and what we lead up to uh, the podcast is, um, what, what how do you feel? I feel about the podcast. Yeah, like, do you get anxious? You get nervous? You get... Oh, okay. <laughs> Being behind the camera, I mean, I'm I'm a people person. Right. So, I mean, I could talk to anybody. I could walk up to anybody you ask me to, and I mean, yeah. feel pretty confident, you know? But whenever I get behind a camera, it's like I'm a turtle, and yeah. I kind of, like, sneak back into my shell. <laughs> it's very hard. And so, like, I feel like I come off awkward. And I, I'll tell you right now. I mean, you didn't on this one. I mean, you had. A, I know, and I and I feel better on this one. Yeah, I had a little bit. And I, I think, I think it's because too. You know, um, yeah. I mean, you fumble around, whatever, fumble around with your words, but that's natural. We all do it. Um, I lost my train of thought a couple of times throughout the podcast. I always do, and I just try and like weave but my yeah, way back. But into you're way it. better at it than me. I'm like, but, crap. but but <laughs> think about it too, right? Like this is my this is my baby. You know, this is this is my this is my joy. You know, this is this is my love. This is my passion. This is my purpose, and so I pursue the best in it always. And so when I go back and I reflect and I listen, I'm like, well, I could have said that better. I could like it's constant humility constant feelings of it but i feel like you're your you are your biggest i am i absolutely can i not even think of the word now worst critic i'm my i'm my own worst critic that's the perfect example of what we were just talking about (laughs) (laughs) but no i i think i think too you know um a lot of it has to do with your host um it's taken me a lot to get so comfortable uh like dalton said today he's like dude you used to do eight minute brain cast episodes and now you just get on there and go on for 40 minutes just talking to yourself behind the microphone it's therapy it's the only thing i got you know i don't have a woman to get things off your chest it, it does dude i don't have a woman that loves me like that i have very few friends that love me in a context where they can listen to me and hear me out and understand me very few and i think when when we start looking at all those things well we need an outlet and what is that outlet and the last thing i want to do with all these crazy thoughts going through my mind is to internalize it (laughs) because then i get anxious and then i become angry the thing was is when we broke up today i wasn't angry i was humbled like I'm failing. It's not on you. It's not on you. 
And there's things I could be better about. And see, that's a huge thing to recognize the day of breaking up. Yeah. I mean, a couple of years ago, oh, yeah. you then, this oh, would yeah. never happen. Yeah. But this is just, this shows how much you've grown. Yeah. And I think it's the peace with God. I mean, I've talked about it. I, I have peace with God, especially that Bible verse, right? Focus on my ways. Not your ways or her ways. Focus on my ways. God, Jesus, focus on him. Then whatever happens, whatever things that could tear me down and hurt me in this world, it's meaningless. As Ecclesiastes would say, Solomon would say, Ecclesiastes, <laughs> right? everything's meaningless (laughs) everything's meaningless man it's not that everything is fundamentally meaningless it's just meaningless when it pertains to worldly things it's meaningful when it pertains to god don't love the world or anything in the world exactly if you do love god's not in you if you guys enjoyed this episode and i know that we covered some topics that may have been harsh difficult to listen to and things that you obviously disagree with as we all have disagreements what i always ask um as especially as i prepared to go through this foundation series with my mom in a couple weeks is that you have some grace with us and have maybe the openness of your mind and heart just to listen and maybe through listening it can develop some empathy and compassion for those who you disagree with so that we in turn together have a better culture and society moving forward we don't all have to agree but at the end of the day we all need to be able to make compromises and live exclusively and individually apart from one another but at least inclusively have the same idea of freedom of speech and freedom of religion. Because once we lose those things, we ultimately lose our country that makes this, this awesome country that is just about freedom. We lose that. We don't want to lose that. None of us want to lose that. And so I just hope that we can get away from the ideas of group identity and cultural ideology and begin to open up our ears and hearts to listen to one another because that's the only thing that's going to promote change is we start taking responsibility and our ability to listen to one another, be empathetic and compassionate, but know where we draw the line and develop boundaries and establish what we know is truth and live by those aspects through integrity and character. And I hope that a podcast such as this inspires that in you. And I'll tell you what, this is going to be one of those I go back and I listen to five years from now. And I'm going to be like, I know exactly how I felt that day. We all fail. We all make mistakes. But we can overcome the mistakes and the challenges that we experience in life. But the only way to do it is not on relying on ourselves, but relying on Jesus. There's victory in Jesus. There's victory in Jesus. That's exactly what what was going on in my mind. But with that being said, guys, uh, I appreciate you listening to Ryan and I um, just kind of get a few things out of our heart and mind and just share it with you. 
Um, if you would, please subscribe on the YouTube channel. Follow me on Spotify. You can see the little icon on the uh, Pursuing Truth podcast page. Leave an Apple podcast rating and review. Like, just say how a conversation such as this, two men being vulnerable to some degree and being humble and talking about responsibility, the need for accountability and our fire for the Lord, how that moved you. I want to know that. But even more so, potential listeners that come to this podcast might want to know what episode to go to where they're going to find some meaning and some purpose in their own life and understand the fire for the Lord. So share an Apple podcast rating and review. That would be phenomenal. Whether you like it or dislike it, I'm not here for validation. I just want to know how it moved you. Share it on your social medias. That's big. This is the only way we get it out to a mass amount of people is by sharing it. We don't have analytics set up on any podcast platform that pushes something out like this to the masses, besides maybe YouTube, if you're lucky. With that being said, you guys have a great rest of your week. I'll be praying for you, and uh, I love each one of you.